0: Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison, and you're listening to episode 9 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Alrighty, so today I will be talking to two of my friends, John and Rebecca. I know Rebecca from um, my Christian University. And um, when she told me about their story and um, how they've been able to wait. I knew that i had to have them on the podcast so that's what we'll be talking about today hopefully you guys um learn a lot from their relationship and let's get right into it all righty hello rebecca and john hey girl hello. how you doing i'm good how are you guys today
1: <laughs> doing good we're doing, doing great sounds great
0: yeah all right well as you guys know, we're talking about, um, the sexuality of your relationship and how it came about and obviously how it was before you guys were together. But when I have a guest on the show, I ask them this question. Um, so I want you guys to both answer it. Okay. So it is, what is one aspect of God, Jesus, Holy Spirit's character that you are sure of, um, that you've seen in your life and why?
2: Uh,
0: well, wow. Yeah, Pretty deep question. Take your time. <laughs> I think for me, it would be his kindness mm. Mm.
2: because there's this beautiful verse that says that it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Yeah. And it's always shocked me that it's not his justice. It's not his wrath. It's not his power that leads us to repentance, but he he chooses his kindness to lead us to repentance. So that's something that if you read the scripture within context, you can see God's kindness regardless of what people might read into the scripture when you look at the big picture it's just so much mercy and kindness mm-hmm. so that is a quality of god that i am so sure of in my life in so many ways awesome that's I beautiful love,
1: i love that babe look at you thanks babe i would say his his steadfastness his faithfulness i, I love in, in timothy it says uh he is faithful when we're faithless
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of times in, in life where i find myself maybe losing my faith or not having that steadfastness he still have, has always been there mm-hmm. and it's, it's, sh- it's shown in my life in, in, in my family's life and my yeah. personal life the people around me the friends around me and uh his faithfulness man he's just steadfast no matter what we do man. he's there so awesome Love that. yeah
0: beautiful um so i've asked this question once before um with someone else and they answered grace so i'm looking forward to hearing like the different ways that jesus sees god jesus people see jesus in their life so yeah. really yeah. cool thank you guys for sharing of so um when i found out that you guys waited to have sex before marriage i was mind blown first of all <laughs> okay because i literally know no <laughs> one else that has actually waited so wow wow when you said you did i'm like oh my gosh i needed people to come on because we need to know why we should even wait and what your experience has been like in your dating experience so yeah um, yeah um Awesome wow. that you guys have actually waited, but I'm sure the people want to know. I mean, last episode, um, a recent episode I did with um, someone else was about virginity for girls. But Rebecca, you mm. can kind of yes. do a little summary of how it's been for you, what decision you made or how it, how you come to this decision or that decision at the time.
2: Yeah. So personally, when I was I think about 15 or 16, I was just in prayer and I just heard the Lord put in my heart like you can wait to even kiss Mm. until you get married and i hadn't had a boyfriend yet and i i was like okay and so i decided when i was 16 that my first kiss would be on my wedding day and because that decision was so strong in my heart then the sex before marriage kind of just follows easily because if you can wait to kiss then you can wait for all the other stuff easier mm-hmm. than if you like ignite those feelings. So, I waited. So through high school, I didn't kiss anyone, and then in college, I didn't, and I was able to truly wait until not the, not that the moment didn't present itself, but I was able to stand fast my promise to the mm-hmm. Lord, and and John was the first and only man I've ever kissed, what? which is yeah, yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind let of
1: exciting. Wow. Yeah. Let him know.
0: Let them know. Wow. I let, Wow. <laughs> i'm thinking it's yeah. just sex and you literally saved your first kid. you are better than i <laughs> you no. are better than <laughs> no, I. no
2: it is not it is <laughs> no and one thing i always like to say because i always had a hard time sharing that because i felt like the enemy tried to use it to make other people feel bad mm. like not that this is what you're saying, but I had a hard time sharing that with people because I thought people are just going to say, Oh great, Rebecca, right. I did all this," yeah. And I've already done so much wrong that I might as well like have sex. Cause I've already failed. Mm-hmm. And the Lord clearly showed me like the same blood of Jesus that preserved you. Rebecca is the same blood that can redeem people who haven't waited. And that's the reason that when I share that, I always tell, not that this is what you were doing, but it just reminded mm-hmm. me to tell people like, just because you have kissed or made out or, touched each other everywhere or had mm-hmm. sex the blood of jesus is enough to redeem that and still give you a beautiful story yeah. so i i have always feared that my testimony would be a discouragement for some that have failed in their in in their pursuit of that mm-hmm. but i i pray that it's an encouragement that you can do it and and that was kind of my journey being when the Lord showed me that to just save, save everything. And it makes it so much easier. I don't know if I had kids, especially cause I'm such a touchy feely person. Mm-hmm. Like I love hugs and I talk to you and I'm like, Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like all of people's face. <laughs> I feel like if I had opened the door to even kissing,
0: it would have been very difficult mm. to not have sex. Yeah. So you just kind of yeah. knew what your knowing was. was. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah Nothing. and yeah. partly <laughs> was- partly for myself as well i didn't want to start this podcast because because i'm like i am a virgin like why am i talking about christian sexuality like who's going to listen to me but who better than to encourage people that you can wait or like the lord is is still going to work in your life regardless so yeah. i completely understand where you're coming mm-hmm. from like you don't want to say oh i didn't do these things to discourage people but right it can be yeah. helpful to hear it from anyone yeah. at the end of the day so yeah. for you john Cause you are, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who has even witnessed this? A man who stays a virgin until they're married. I don't know any. I, I mean, I don't know that I don't know any, but I, I don't know any openly virgin right. yeah, men yeah. out here. So, talk to me about I your know. experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, growing up in a Christian home, and and virginity was taught and purity as well. Um, but a lot, of, a lot of my high school years, um, I had to understand, understand uh, understanding of virginity. Mm-hmm. But not a real understanding of purity
0: mm.
1: you know so i I was a virgin, but I still was having lustful thoughts yeah mm. I was a virgin, but I was still watching pornography, mm. and um I found myself realizing like it was it was more than just it was more than it was more of a a work type of relationship with the mm. Lord um okay let me just not let me not just uh have sex and I'm good. Um, but God really convicted me as I went into high school and really brought me to the understanding of it's more than just virginity, it's purity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and and that really kind of shaped my life and everything. And, and a lot of times in high school, there's times where I fooled around with girls, I didn't get to that point mm-hmm. of having sex. Um, but my mind wasn't pure mm-hmm. at all. My mind wasn't pure at all, you know, and and as Jesus says in, in Matthew, if, if you even lust over a woman, you've you've committed adultery mm-hmm. in your heart. Um, so God really challenged me on that aspect of, 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 seek purity. Um, and the virginity comes out of that mm-hmm. the virginity comes out of, the, of your, your pursuit of purity, mm-hmm. your pursuit of holiness. And, uh, so after, after high school, you know, I, I was like, man, I'm going to stay focused. I'm, I, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm going to do my thing. And, and, and I realized like God put in my heart, Hey, don't kiss anyone until you get married. And i was like i ain't gonna meet anyone who's who who has that same conviction. Mean, promise is this even real yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i still feel like it <laughs> this was, is
2: after god had like set you free yeah right?
1: from all that you know yeah. kind of just fooling around and everything and i was like god i'm the next woman i'm gonna kiss is is, is gonna be my wife mm. at the altar but my mind i was thinking there's no one like that there's no one like that who has that same conviction yeah uh so long story short short i uh I meet rebecca and and we're in that uh that dating phase, we're about, well, we're about to, about to mm-hmm. date, you know, like that. A couple weeks before, you know, when you're talking to someone, and you're, you feeling out yeah. and seeing how they are, and, and we're, we're kind of confirm, it's God's confirming both our hearts that we're supposed to be together, and we're talking, and and, uh, and she mentions and says, hey, before we start dating, I, I'm not kissing anyone until I get married, and I was like,
2: same, <laughs> same, yeah, he we're- literally, he literally was like, cool, me either, and I was like, what? There's <laughs> never, there's never been a guy that thought that was normal or okay mm. or even like doable mm. yeah. yeah so i think it was because of what you were saying that god showed you purity first gosh gotcha, yeah that that was a commitment to the lord already yeah and i can say before the lord that he didn't try once. amen we dated for a year we we, we were
1: i'm not gonna say it was easy though right. i'm not gonna say like oh yeah but, uh. but. well yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah we were dating for a year we were engaged for a year yeah and he did not try wow. like i didn't have to like okay man punch a god I know. Where did you? Where I did know. they put
0: y'all? Like, where did you find him? <laughs> where was it? Cause I need one. Where did he find? <laughs> where, <they> <laughs> where did I put y'all? That's awesome, though. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, the Lord really just wrote your love story so beautifully. Yeah. Good stuff. Really so did. you also like made me think of something. What conversations did your parents have with you guys about sex?
1: Wow. Hmm. So my dad, I, I love my dad. He's a he's a short Jamaican pastor. Okay. clearing in Jamaica. <laughs> Very
2: Jamaican. Very
1: like the most Jamaican guy ever. He has a machete. Like, oh, of under course. His bed. yeah uh, He cuts up coconuts randomly. You know, he's he's just a man. I love him.
2: <laughs> when we had our baby, he gave John a machete as a gift yeah. to protect his family. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a
1: Jamaican man. I was
0: like, babe, what is this? <laughs> That's Like love. right before That's we got married.
1: <laughs> right before we got married, he said, Hey, like, so I've had a machete your whole childhood under my bed. Come so on. now it's now it's your time, son. Aww. He gave it to me like like Lion King. That's like, pops, so sweet. Now you can stab
0: people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Little so.
2: Jamaican pops. Anyway, so, sorry. So no, that's good, that's what so. he tell you?
1: Yes, <laughs> but one thing my my dad uh, uh, always taught me about about sex, and uh, and some of you probably have heard this um, probably in sermons and people have shared this before. But I remember when I first brought up the the topic of sex to my father, and uh, he said sex is, is is like fire. You know, and I was originally born in Toronto, Canada. Oh, cool. So the first first four years of my life, we had a nice fireplace. Um, in our townhouse, eventually moved down to South Florida um, in 98. But I remember asking my dad as I got older about sex, and he said, hey, remember that fireplace we had in our old townhouse in Canada? You know, fi- fire, if it's in that fireplace, it's comforting, it's warm, it's soothing, you get the hot chocolate, it's nice, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but once it breaks out of those boundaries, it's, it's destructive, it's harmless, it hurts. Hansel. Harm, harm, harmful that's why i have my wife she always helps me speak right. <laughs> amen harmful it uh, it burns you mm. and uh, you have pain mm. and he said that's what sex is in the fireplace is like like marriage that is the, the the right boundary the right boundary that god has made and once you take it outside of that boundary between a man and a, and a wife a man and a wife in a, in a marriage relationship mm-hmm. once you take it outside of that it's destructive mm. and uh so i i never had a bad a bad perspective of sex. I think we we listened to one of your previous podcasts mm-hmm. about. I think someone said how it was hard for him to have sex because they felt so bad. Yeah. Yes. You know, like it, years or something. Yeah, like five, five years yeah, they had yeah, sex yeah,
2: their wedding years. night, and that was. We it. We literally were in the car listening to it, and we looked at each other like. <laughs> <"Wow."> <laughs>
1: are like, oh man, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> that's so sad. It's crazy, yeah. And I think it's because of bad perspectives of, sure. of of sex. So, so I never had a bad perspective of, of mm. sex. Um, it was it was a little uh, polluted as I got into high school and got around some people. And I, as I shared earlier, mm-hmm. um, but I never had a bad understanding of sex. I never felt like, oh man, like I knew, even in the midst of me doing all that stuff, I knew in the back of my mind, deep down in my heart, that's not what God intended yeah. for me and my wife. Whenever that time was. Mm-hmm and that so, reminds me yeah. of the
0: verse where it says like teach your kids as they're young and they'll come back to it yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you definitely had that yeah. foundation you just kind of got lost along the way but you came back to yeah, it yeah so yeah that's awesome that's sure, your, yeah. your dad taught you that yeah so what about amazing. you rebecca
2: so yeah my parents too they kind of told me about sex when they first introduced it to me it was very practical very scientific like i've been like black and white logical since i was so little <laughs> so my mom literally sat me back down and pulled out a science book and was like this is the female part oh, cool. this is the male part and when you get married they come together and you have a child and and you're meant to enjoy it within marriage mm. and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it maybe you'd wait till marriage okay. so it was never taught as like a don't do it cause you'll get like what you said from that yeah. one movie like and you'll yeah. die <laughs> yeah. and um and so it was, thank God, we're so blessed by that. And that's why we believe, like, whoever's listening to this podcast, if you feel like, man, that's not the teaching of, of sex that I received, then it's your turn now to break that for your future generations and to be encouraged to yeah. grab what, you know, Sonata's teaching through her podcast and through scripture and say, I can teach my children mm-hmm. in a very natural way, the way God intended. Yeah. So I was the same way. It wasn't really anything bad. Uh, which was beautiful, because we have heard so many horror stories of people on their wedding night, if they waited, Mm -hmm. thinking that, I mean, the thing that I've been told for the last 25 years of my life is bad, is now supposed to be good. Mm
1: -hmm. In a second, yeah.
2: That's like traumatizing, so thank God that for me it was the same thing, like my family just said, it's wonderful, it's great, it feels wonderful, and if you wait till marriage, it'll, it'll bring you together and it'll be a beautiful thing, and I think the biggest lesson was it was created by god and god does everything good yeah so if he made it there must be a good reason for it Mm -hmm. and that gave my heart such peace like there's there's good in this i don't know i never really knew i don't even know if i want to say this but i feel like sonata's pretty cool about things (laughs) in the open so this is pretty deep pretty detailed but when people would joke around about like wet and they would laugh mm-hmm. and all this i never knew what it meant mm. to my even when i was a grown woman i was in my full-time job oh, wow. like four years ago and we had ordered something for t- from tijuana flats and then somebody had said the phrase do you want yours wet because of the sauce mm-hmm. and i was like sure yeah i like sauce and then everybody in the office started laughing oh and i gosh. was like what the heck is wrong with these people i genuinely had no idea what it meant oh, man. and it wasn't from a place of like stupid little girl but truly i wanted to protect my innocence i believe when god tells us to be like children he's also referring to innocence Mm -hmm. and you can be a grown person and still want to close your eyes during an inappropriate scene because like my husband was saying purity is more than just virginity Mm -hmm. so after i got married i was like oh that's what what that means (laughs) and it was such like a pure thing and we can enjoy it and 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 everything because that's how how god intended yeah. it yeah. but it's so sad that people make it so like meaningless mm-hmm. like yeah. everything just becomes so normalized yeah. and then when you're actually in it i i believe people don't enjoy it christians should enjoy it more than
0: even non- yeah you know research has actually shown that christians have be- the best sex oh yeah. Uh, yeah it's great people are surprised to hear <laughs> that but yeah i, I mean you fully understand yeah. what what it looks like to experience love and you and you're yeah. literally fulfilling like what gr- God designed it for. Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. So for sure. Good on, <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> good on you. Guys. <laughs> Enjoy God's creation Enjoy God's. But wow, that's awesome that your parents actually taught you well, but yeah, like you're saying, um I know it's laughed at like, you know, people make fun of homeschooled kids, you know, cuz they don't know enough, but there's something beautiful about them not knowing until they need to like there's a lot of things you don't need to know yeah so yeah good stuff all righty hey guys so i just want to do a quick break and remind you guys of an ad that i put out for the detangler brush um if you can tell me um where which episode that i put that in and dm me whoever's the first person to dm me i will actually send you the amount of money for that breast so you can get it for free because that's how much it changed my whole life so when I looked on the website um I was like wait a second that's 30 bucks I'm not gonna hurt my family like that or my audience I'm not gonna disrespect y'all so I just I'm looking around and I actually found it on Amazon for like seven bucks so um it's a lot cheaper Amazon you can send that thing back the first day you get it or the second day but I want you guys to be able to enjoy that so I left the link in the description and you guys can uh access it that way so just wanna give you that opportunity. Let's get back into it. All right, so you guys kinda hinted at your conversation um like starting at kissing, but how soon did that conversation happen and how did that conversation go? I think I
2: when you asked me you wanted to start dating, I remember I was sitting on my couch in Lakeland. Throwback. Mm-hmm. And yeah oh, going back and he was like all right like i want to pursue this relationship with you and it's literally yeah. like the third thing i said like thank you so much for expressing your thoughts yeah. i would love to go out with you but because i knew like, i had this feeling he would shut it down just because i felt like any guy would mm. and when he said it was okay and that he wanted to honor that it made we didn't even have to have a conversation about not having sex because when yeah. your commitment is to not kiss yeah yeah, yeah. i mean
1: if you're not going to kiss, you're not going to have
2: sex. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like okay. if you're preventing yourself from that. So yeah. I think those that helped us kind of continue into, okay, well, what boundaries can we set so that we don't want to kiss and make out all the time? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. one blessing was we were long distance. Oh, yeah. okay. Which was so hard, but so good. Yeah, yeah. It because really long distance, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you know, like it would make it harder when we saw each mm-hmm. other because. Because oh, yeah. you would
1: have like two or three days with each other.
2: hmm right and 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 you're like trying to like spend as much time time, as you can but i think since we established no kissing we didn't even have to have a conversation about not having sex because that was understood like the thought of even especially since we had both waited for the lord and i think that's the biggest thing Sanat, is when people wait for each other they will fall yeah period Mm -hmm. yeah but when you wait for the lord then then no matter how much you love a person you love the lord more Mm -hmm. and if anybody is listening to this and the person is telling you you're not showing me you love me because you're not willing to open your legs then you need to take yeah, that because it. that's ridiculous yeah yeah. and yeah. and it can be subliminal mm-hmm. it can be more like oh but i love you so much like it might not be straight out have sex with me or else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i think in little moments where they don't respect your boundary yeah. or they're grabbing your butt or they're doing all mm-hmm. this when you clearly establish you want a purity like john was so good about like even the way he hugged me up until marriage, like he wouldn't put his hands too low, or he would never try to grab anything. Like he was just so faithful to the Lord mm-hmm. in it, yep. and and um yeah, that's I think that it was more understood than yeah. an actual
0: conversation about sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So weird. what did your boundaries end up looking like before marriage?
1: Hmm. So obviously, no, no kissing,
0: of course. Yeah. So did it look like uh, I don't know? Because some people say i guess you like keep your feet on the ground or i don't know there's like different things that christians say don't stay at their house oh, till 10 or i don't know oh yeah stuff like that
1: one thing one thing we did and actually her mom told her this years ago before she started dating me but we would never be under the same blanket mm. like even if we're watching a show together at, even
2: if families even dating.
1: if even know everyone's around mm-hmm. we would have our own separate blanket okay. and that was like our thing yeah yeah that was our thing you know so you know cuz you know, if you have the, if you have one blanket you know you're both under there you know but but if you have one you know you're two <laughs> separate blankets you know you got I got mine here you got yours right. here you there's no I'm not putting my arm there right. you know and and it'll look pretty pretty obvious if you put your arm out of your own blanket and put it you know <laughs> right. so,
0: while her family's so, you know, sitting there Ian.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah 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 so so that would be great. Right. So that was a big one. Yeah, okay. we did a lot, yeah. That
2: was one. I think another one was never, and people might be like, oh, that's obvious, but not even sitting in bed together. Mm. Like, yeah. like some people might just watch a movie in bed and there's just something about the laying position <laughs> next to someone yeah, yeah. that you like or love. It just makes it harder. Yeah. So we would, I think there was one time where we were talking one morning and we literally just like laid in the bed Fully clothed, daytime door open, his family like there was literally nothing mm-hmm. there, and we both felt so
1: yeah. We were like, hey, "What are we doing?" Here? But we
2: literally didn't do yeah. anything. Like yeah, we yeah. were just sitting there, like, and um and I think it was establishing those things that people might be like, "You're overly spiritual," mm-hmm. but it's really just being cautious because yeah. because we're we're human. So I think yeah. that was another boundary. That was a good one, yeah.
1: Um yeah, same thing. Not staying too late. Mm-hmm. um that was always you know that's a good standard one yeah and
2: knowing yourself i yeah. think being honest with yourself may not sound like a boundary but it is yeah like if it's getting hot and and you're feeling like oh gosh then get up and do something mm-hmm. like that was another boundary like yeah. if we felt like the moment was getting heated even if it was just staring at each other or like nose kissing which is all we did um
0: <laughs> cute <laughs> do. Like little elementary
2: kids even that got intense in our in our heads, you know, because it's really about our heads and our mm-hmm.
0: heart. Right.
2: And it would just be like, okay, good night, good night, yeah, go. you know, or even not FaceTiming super late into the night if we felt like it was it would be different if you were studying for a test. And I was watching a movie like we would stay on FaceTime. I don't think there was anything wrong mm-hmm. with that for us. But if it started just like both of us in bed and both of us like all of yeah. this, and it kind of gets you into these feelings. Be like, hey, good night, bye. <laughs> yeah. And we would just be really careful with that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it kind of just so comes down just
0: to the conviction conviction of the relationship at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. So I just and listening yeah. to the voice of the whole. For story. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good sure. stuff. Yeah. All yeah. right. So I know you guys say that it wasn't a conversation about not having sex, but how was like after the proposal? Between then and the marriage, like, did it get hotter? Was it like, what was it like for you guys?
1: It yeah it definitely was uh... a. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, for at least for me. I was telling Rebecca, Hey, baby, let's get married in a month. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think said,
2: After engagement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
1: think we're talking about the wedding plan. She's like, Hey, let's get married in like November. And it was the, it was November twenty eighteen when we got engaged mm. and she was saying this for November twenty nineteen. <laughs> and I was like she's like, or oh, maybe twenty twenty. I was like, No, 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 no. Twenty nineteen, okay, but twenty twenty, you know. But um but yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely tough, and especially like again the long distance thing. <laughs> and then once we will be be with each other because it'll be every other week i would go up to orlando area and she would come down here to west palm mm. beach uh, where i'm at and um so it's every other week so whenever you had those two days with each other man you're like you're planning the wedding you're thinking about your future you mm-hmm. know and then you have conversations about your future kids and you're like oh this and that and then we're like okay even like the boundaries of like the the conversations you know mm. um, um you know and, and what's that verse i think it's in the bible it says, don't awake don't awake in love, love before it does
0: so desire exactly the
1: yeah. yeah there it is so uh so yeah it was definitely definitely harder uh, at least for me i don't know if she, i don't know if it was for you or not but but it was
2: i think honestly for it was harder for you i think <laughs> yeah, yeah i think it was and, and oh, yeah. maybe because my sister got engaged like three months before i did so i was wedding planning for her okay and then wedding planning for me so it was more the practical like let's get this done in my dream day so i think at least for me every girl is different of course but i think for you it was maybe a little bit harder yeah I mean, obviously, there were still moments, but I think generically it was probably a little bit harder for you. And yeah. I think one thing we did too was having waiting until maybe a month out before even talking about sex within marriage because yeah. that conversation needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But for us, it happened with our marriage counselors. Okay. And then maybe a week before wedding, yeah. it was just between us like, what are our expectations mm-hmm. of sex? Yeah. Because that's something that too, so many people think that sex is what they see in movies, especially if they've never done it. So they come in thinking that they're just gonna like rip their clothes off each other and have this great time. (laughs) And then they don't realize that- It's a learning process. Mm -hmm. It is a learning process. And if you come into it that way, it's fun. It truly is fun because you're with someone you love and you're figuring each other out. But um, that conversation, I don't recommend people having like six months before marriage. Like all that stuff we waited, we had with our marriage counselors. Yeah. And then maybe a week before our wedding, we were like, okay, yeah. so what's going to happen? <laughs> All right, let's yeah. go get, let's, let's go, hang go hang our family it. now.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, let's
2: do it. <laughs>
0: so,
1: I, yeah. I think another thing is having, um, you know, great spiritual mentors who are really yes. pouring into you. You know, see I had my father, great guy, I love him. Um, but and a lot of other people in my life, a lot of pastors out of my church. And I'll see your mom and other friends in your life as well, who are really encouraging us and really, like you know, um, challenging us. Like, hey, make sure... And this is even the dating process, too, the dating yeah. process and everything uh, challenging us to, to to be pure, to to wait and like yeah. hold on and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that's key, too.
0: That's awesome as well. Good stuff. It's like you guys yeah. did it all right. You know, <laughs> who, who better to have on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs>
2: but anybody can do it with anybody. Jesus. Anybody. Truly, yeah. yeah. And it's been so worth mm-hmm. it. I mean, yeah, everybody yeah. says the first year of marriage is terrible. When you honor the Lord, it's been beautiful. And not yeah. that we don't go through stuff, but it's... Well, I'm going to get into that in a little <laughs> bit, I think. Well, you know what, go there. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Go there right now. <laughs> yeah, you already got all sorts <laughs> excited. Just, just the idea of communicating <laughs> about everything in dating and engagement makes it so much more beautiful in marriage because I think people just oh i don't want to hurt their feelings so i'm just not going to talk to them about this and yeah. i'll just get over it and they'll get better after marriage the mm-hmm. heck what, what's going to happen at marriage they're going to go through a
0: through a little just machine more and it's just going to
2: change everything about yeah. them. It's just worth <laughs> it. so i think since we communicated and yeah. we honored the lord through our sexual purity with each other and apart from each other with the lord marriage has been truly beautiful and yeah and there hasn't been a moment where we've been on each other's throats or yelled divorce like so many couples sadly mm-hmm. do. It's truly been a blessing. And yeah. I believe it's because the Lord says he honors those who are faithful and we've chosen to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody
0: can. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. Everyone can. I mean, if you Thank have Jesus. Jesus at the center of, of it all, that's yes. kind of seems what it's been the thing that helped you guys the most. Yeah. So 100%. you hurt that people jesus he's the reason
1: Jesus. <laughs> so awesome
0: man yeah you guys you guys have given them some pretty good stuff just to do as well like it's not because you're john and rebecca it's because you guys have put these things in place that help you um do better so yeah if there's well, sure. is there anything else that you guys feel like you um want to give to the people as in advice in dating or engagement or marriage just anything like yeah. that
1: uh, one thing that actually our marriage counselor, his name is Dr. Bob. He might be listening to this later. Okay, so Dr. Bob, hey. You. Hey Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Dr. Bob, great great, great man of God, great pastor. Um, he always told us um in marriage counseling, um, when we would engage with someone with each other, and let's say Rebecca hurts me or I hurt her or whatever the situation is, we always try to lead up the conversation saying, Help me understand why you said this. Help me understand, mm. you know. Instead of like pointing the finger, like, "Hey, why do you do this? You're horrible!" Da 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 da. But really, help me understand. Mm-hmm. Why did you say this? And it makes it more of not a. It makes it like a partnership. Yeah, an invitation. Like, Let's work. Exactly, an invitation. Let's work through this together. Um, and not a, a time to point mm-hmm. fingers. Um, so I think if, if anyone who's listening who's dating or engaged, married, uh, uh try to understand what they're coming from. Um. You know, and see what, what their heart is at, you know. And I think that opens up so much opportunity for uh, for healing and uh, and for restoration and uh, whatever the situation is.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I would say that. Uh, That's good. that. Right yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Just obey the Holy Spirit. I mean, it doesn't matter if you've been with somebody for nine years. If you know in your heart the Lord is saying no, then obey. Mm. And if the Lord is saying yes, then fight for it with everything you've got. Because I think too many people think, well, I'm already bound to this. So I'm I'm, it. I'm like, not unless you said I mm-hmm. do. Mm. Um, so, and I don't mean to shut anybody down in their relationship, but if the Lord is putting in your heart that's not the person for you, then obey. Mm. And if it is the person for you, then see them as your partner. Choose yeah. to encourage them, pray for them, and, and choose to grow together. Yeah. And if whoever's listening to this is already married, choose to believe marriage can be beautiful and all those jokes or or if you're engaged you're dating or single and you hear everybody say oh well that's the honeymoon phase everybody some every time somebody would tell me that i would want to punch in the throat
0: and i'm sorry for saying that
2: (laughs) but it it made me so mad like oh you guys are so cute because it's your honeymoon Uh -uh. phase i'm like no it's because we can truly walk out in the grace of the lord together Mm -hmm. and and we heard it so much and so now that it's the second year it's like oh well it's because and everybody always tries to yeah. find another reason right. why yeah. your marriage is great maybe because theirs isn't Ooh. which yeah. is sad yeah. but no but i'm saying some people yeah, babe. sorry not like that i'm just saying yeah. some people sympathetically assume as that because well, yeah. it went wrong for yeah. them it has to be wrong for everybody yeah. but yeah. instead of saying hey how can you help mm-hmm. me you know yeah and i think the other word of advice would just be kill the pride
1: Kill the pride. Mm, that's an
2: every human thing. I know, yeah. but in relationships, oh gosh, yeah. you got to kill the pride. I mean, when you think you've got it, you know, and I thought, I'm a pretty humble person. <laughs> that's what the Lord's like. If you think you're humble, you got to pray on <laughs> you. And and then you get married and you're like, dang, I'm selfish. And not prideful in like, I think I'm better than you at all, but more thinking more of myself than yeah. others. Yeah. So I think kill the pride is, is the, the best pride. way to.
1: Kill the pride. We should make t-shirts.
2: Kill the pride. He loves secrets (laughs) and stuff like that. Oh, and one other thing that we do that—that's it. I think the last piece of advice is the power of life and death is in your words. Mm. Be very careful what you speak over somebody in anger. Yeah. There have been moments where we literally say, "Let's come back to each other." Yeah,
1: because you don't want to say something. Because you don't want
2: to say something that's going to scar our hearts because of a moment of frustration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that has been through dating, through friendship, through engagement, through marriage, like. Yeah. Be it's so much better for you to shut your mouth than to destroy the person you yeah. love. Yeah. Yeah. With your words, so that yeah. would be the other thing is yeah. just watch your words. They're so powerful. That's so powerful. Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah. something I usually teach uh, in relational therapy is like you're on the same team at the end of the day. Like I usually the, yeah. the example yeah. like if you're on the same basketball team, you guys run out, you know, you're in your, you're doing your little warm ups, you know, and then the game starts and your teammates are fighting each other. What does that look like to the crowd? Why are you fighting your own teammates? Right.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what yeah. do you look like? It's true. It's true. That's dysfunctional. At least fight the other team. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, you need to remember you're on the same team. You're working towards the same goal. So I think when couples realize that, it's like, oh, we both want a healthy relationship. So me hurting you is not going to help that. So that's a really good thing. Definitely. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you guys came on this podcast. (laughs) And I love you guys. And wherever y'all, look for some men out here for me because I need one so that's it (laughs) but anyways um yeah they gave gave you guys some pretty great tips um they're a great example of a godly relationship at the end of the day if your focus is on on christ and obedience you're going to be better off in relationship um so yeah that is the podcast for today and everyone as i tell you every week remember to speak the truth in love i'll see you next week bye